the Kansas City Chiefs are doing the Arizona Cardinals a favor. Really? Mm -hmm. Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your team every day, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So yeah, please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked On Arizona Cardinals, hit subscribe, turn notifications on, hit a like. Um, I'd appreciate it. And um, thanks for being everydayers. Thanks for hanging out with me every day. If you've been here since 2017, or if this is your first listen, thank you all the same. The Arizona Cardinals play the Kansas City Chiefs at home Saturday night in their second preseason game. I would expect to see a couple more starters for at least a couple series. I'll talk about the you know, the players to watch in the second team. There's two specifically. One is not a surprise, and the other one isn't a surprise, but I'm I'm curious to see how much he does play. Uh, and then can the Cardinals beat Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders in week one? They're not the best of teams in the NFL, so it's just interesting to discuss as we're, you know, a few weeks away from actual football and uh, the kickoff of week one when the Cardinals go and face the Washington Commanders. But with the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town, it kind of begged the question for me. How much, you know, first off, how much are, are the Chiefs uh, starters going to play? Andy Reid mentioned they're going to be playing about the first half. And that's doing the Cardinals an absolutely massive favor. Uh, uh, favor. And the reason why is, is because it'll be a litmus test for the defense. may not be pretty, but it'll be a litmus test. It's like, okay, where is this defense against the reigning Super Bowl champions a couple weeks before the season starts? And I think that there couldn't be a better opponent right now for the Cardinals to face than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the best offense in football because it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, sure, it's the preseason. Sure, the game doesn't matter. Sure, they're probably not even going to be going at 100% full speed. Okay, but it's a lot better for them to play the Chiefs than, you know, I don't know, the Patriots or or somebody else in week two, where this is, you're going to see what this defense is made of. Sure, they're going to come out with fire, it seems, like Nick Rallis and Jonathan Gannon had them set up for in the first preseason game against the Broncos. I don't think that's really a question at this point. But the question will be, can LJ Collier get home against the Chiefs offensive line? Can Zayvon Collins get home against the Chiefs offensive line? Can these corners hold the Patrick Mahomes thrown to wide receivers at bay in some capacity. What are we going to see? And better, worse, and different, it is going to be incredible. So the Cardinals have a starting point to grow from. And again, I'm not romanticizing the preseason. I'm not saying the preseason is really important at all as pertaining to you know, it being directly correlated to, to the, you know, to positive or negative things that happen win-loss record in the regular season. But what I am saying is 
anytime you get to see Patrick Mahomes and play him in a game that doesn't count is a win for the defense. And the defense is going to be the tougher side of the ball. It seems this season, you know, barring Kyler Murray missing the, the entire year, which, which I don't think is going to be the case. Letting these young players on the defensive side of the ball and Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins play against Patrick Mahomes for however long he gets to, it seems like it'll be at least a, a quarter plus is going to do nothing but benefit this team for the future. And anything the Cardinals can do to benefit themselves for the future, especially you can thank the, the scheduling committee for giving them this opportunity is wildly beneficial in what ways. Okay. Even if this goes catastrophically wrong and the Cardinals go down 28, nothing at halftime, you know, where you need to improve and you know, you've got like a, a visual representation on what the depth chart looks like. And if the Cardinals come out and they play with fervor and they play with might and they play like they did against Denver, the score doesn't matter because that is a huge upgrade from the past regime. It is a huge upgrade. So when you actually have tape, on this defense, even though it's a preseason game, doesn't matter. Putting pictures to words, putting pictures in real motion to practice is invaluable for a team that's rebuilding in the way that the Cardinals are. In the play against Patrick Mahomes, nobody's expecting the Cardinals to win many games this year. Nobody's expecting anything. So when you can learn against the best quarterback in football in whatever capacity it is, it's a win. And for the Cardinals and where they currently sit, this is like the perfect time for it to happen because this game actually kind of matters, not in the, in the grand scheme of, you know, the regular season, but it matters in the sense that Star is going to be playing and it's going to be more of a real life game than what we witnessed in week one, which is, you know, pretty much the Pro Bowl. So if you have guys come out and play with the passion that they did in the first week and you play against Patrick Mahomes and they hang, even if it's the preseason, it actually means something. Not necessarily for the win-loss record for the Cardinals this year, not for, you know, anything like that, but it shows that this team is changing under the new regime. This team is moving in the right direction. And I'm not making too big a deal out of this. How you do the simple things is how you do the big things. And if they come out, play with passion, knock down Patrick Mahomes a couple times, bat down a couple balls, you know, defend well against the run, like you can take that with you. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's the preseason. No, these don't matter in the grand scheme of things. But for building a foundation again, they matter a lot. Because how you do the simple things is how you do the big things. And we're a far cry from where we were in the last regime through one week. I know it's early, obviously, but um, whatever isn't a step backwards is a step forward. And it was a step forward in week one. And you just hope it continues regardless of win, regardless of score outcome in week two. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Lockdown AZ Cards. Players to watch. I'm stoked for week two. I'm stoked to see more starters play. I'm stoked to see more Clayton Toon. I'm stoked to see maybe another player who I will discuss 
as we roll on here, Locked on Cardinals, your team. Every day this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I have a history with LinkedIn. I mean, I was on it for a long, a long time before, you know, I landed my jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that, you know, you find the right people. You have right ac the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people you want to talk to for your team faster and for free. So you make a post, you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AC Cards. Please go to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe. Jump on this train with me as we go through in real time a rebuild, hopefully of epic proportions uh, as pertaining to the future of this organization, seeing sites that they've never seen before. It's the goal. And with the Chiefs coming into town, couldn't be a better time to play an elite opponent, even though the starters may only play a half or will play a half at most. Um, anytime you're on the field with snaps against Patrick Mahomes, it's a win. And luckily, it's not week one like it was last year where the Cardinals were absolutely embarrassed, being completely underprepared, and nobody really being surprised about it. Um, players to watch. First, it's Clayton Toon. It's Clayton Toon. Um, Twitter is a funny thing. I say one thing during the story of my Clayton Toon should start week one if he's proves to be an NFL caliber quarterback and people think that it's because of tanking, people think it's because Colt McCoy's not. The truth is that if Clayton Toon's ready, Colt McCoy cannot unlock this offense like Clayton Toon can. It's just a fact. If Clayton Toon is not lost on an NFL football field and through one week of preseason, he looks like he belongs. Sure, he missed some easy throws. Sure, he's a rookie, never played in the NFL. We know what Colt McCoy is. We don't know what the future of this organization is to be. So with that, why not just go with the unknown until he proves that he's closer to Nathan Peterman than a starting NFL quarterback at this time? Starting Colt McCoy is a tough sell if you want to see what the future of this organization is going to be. Now, if Clayton Toon's not ready, you don't start him. I'm not saying you start him blindly. But this is what the preseason's for. And that's why I want to see him more than anybody. I hope that I hope that Colt McCoy doesn't play two, you know, two quarters. I think it's a fool's errand. I, I, I don't think that you need to see, and I know it's a new offense, but this offense, like Colt McCoy could run this offense in his sleep, but that doesn't mean that the verticality of who the Cardinals have out, especially from the wide receiver position, would be best utilized with Colt McCoy quarterback. It's just not the case. So if Clayton Toon's ready to rock, you roll him out. If he's not ready, you don't. Okay, simple as that. But Clayton Toon's number one for me because they need to find a quarterback one. And some people have issues with just understanding this. 
When I say QB1, QB1 means first on the depth chart at the quarterback position. Kyler Murray is not QB1 because he's not playing football right now. I'm not saying that QB1, Clayton Toons is going to be a QB1 star in this league. And the Brock Purdy comparison, stop it. Brock Purdy doesn't exist to me when talking about Clayton Toon. I don't think Brock Purdy's that good. I don't think that they're crowning him way before he's done anything. So anybody that's thinking that when I'm talking about Clayton Toon, that's like an insult to me. Because I because of the fact that I don't think Clayton, that I don't think Brock Purdy deserves the 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 praise he's getting. I don't. Clayton Toon won, he's a quarterback, obviously. I want to see LJ Collier. He came from Seattle. He said he's happy here. LJ Collier, as I mentioned last week, is a perfect example of a prove-it deal for both sides. Prove-it deal for him, prove-it deal for the Cardinals to show that they're a different organization now. Because LJ Collier is a former first-round pick. LJ Collier used to strike the fear the name did in opposing offensive lines and quarterbacks. If he can resurrect his career with Arizona in 2023, put up close to double-digit sacks or double-digit sacks, and sign a contract extension with the Cardinals, they can check the box. And that's an incredible thing for them because I mentioned this a lot. The Cardinals goal in 2023, build the culture, rebuild everything, foundation, everything like that. Find players that will save them having to draft people in higher rounds for need and not for depth or not for accompaniment. And if LJ Collier can come in and ball out in 2023, you give him a contract extension for a few years. You don't have to draft someone in his position in the first or second round. That's a win. It's a win. And then the third one for me is James Conner. And I hope that James Conner plays. Not a lot, okay? Maybe a couple of series, but I want to see James Conner in this run-centric E offense. It's going to be a lot of 12 personnel. It's going to be running. It's going to be, and tight ends are going to be blocking. They're going to be running routes. I would love to see James Conner in this offense and just see what it's going to look like. Because, and I've talked about this since James Conner came here, was he needs to touch the ball 60% of the time max to elongate his health throughout the throughout the season. If he's touching the ball 70% of the time, it's not going to work. We saw it a couple of years ago, and the Cardinals went downhill when he got hurt, when they started 7-0 and 10-2, and on top of DeAndre Hopkins obviously being injured. But James Conner needs to be utilized 60% of the time max. Max, max, max. But I want to see him. And I'm stoked to see what he will look like in a more traditional offense that fits his running back first skill set and have the pass catching kind of be an accent. Because if the Cardinals are going to actually utilize this offense more traditionally, because it's more of a traditional offense, James Conner is going to be running the ball. They're going to have a running back who's going to be catching the ball. And sure, it'll be a yin-yang, you know, 80-20. But James Conner can't touch the ball 20 times and then also have six catches a game. It's not going to, it's not sustainable. You want him to be great every time he touches the ball. You want him to be going north and south every time he touches the ball and lowering the chance of risk of injury. But I want to see James Conner on Saturday, and I'm stoked for that. You know what I'm also stoked for? Week one of football that's a few weeks away. Could the Cardinals get a W against the Sam Howell-led Washington Commanders in week one? Let's hit it. Let's have fun on a Friday. Final segment, Alex Clancy here. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. Chiefs are doing a massive favor for the Cardinals. 
massive, massive playing the starters in the first two quarters. The Cardinals just happened to be the benefactor. They would have done it against anybody. It's not because of the Cardinals. But the Cardinals defense gets their first test, their first taste. And you know what? They got a light taste in week one when Sean Payton decided to keep Russell Wilson in for almost two quarters. They lit him up in the first quarter. Sure, they scored a touchdown in the second. A Jerry Judy catch and run on a fourth down. I think it was like fourth and sixth or something. They held their own. Pass rush was there. If the pass rush is there, it makes the cornerback's job a lot easier. And the cornerbacks need their job to be as easy as possible in 2023. So that pass rush can be legit with Zayvon Collins and LJ Collier and Cam Thomas and my Jay Sanders. I would like to see a little bit less Dennis Gardeck. I just, he's great in spots. He's great with a heavier blitz package. I don't think you can rely on him as in every, you know, playing 70% of the snaps. That's not ideal. It's not ideal. We'll see BJ Ojolari. We'll see if he plays uh, on Saturday, which will be another fun honorable mention to watch. Garrett Williams still isn't healthy. But can the Cardinals go in to D.C. and get a W in week one? If this were any other week, say it was like week two or week three, it would lower the percentages precipitously, I think, because week one, is there's so much uncertainty. A lot of this will have to do with who starts. Say Colt McCoy does start, it'll give the Cardinals a better chance to win in week one, even though it doesn't really show what this offense is going to be like with Kyler Murray, uh, like more like what Clayton Toon would if they were to start him. But Sam Howell, I'm still unless, – unless there's a huge surprise here, Sam Howell? Jahan Dotson looks to be the real deal. Terry McLaurin is the real deal. They've got Brian Robinson. They've got running backs abound. Defense is pretty good. Chase Young is in the contract year. Still think the Cardinals should trade a third-round pick for him. This is going to be another test because Washington is not a, really a good football team. They'll probably win seven games this year. Interdivisional NFC East is tough. Tough to win games in that division. Interdivisionally. But it's not like they're playing the Chiefs or the Chargers or, you know, the, the Bengals or the Ravens in week one. Teams that are, you know, could be double-digit favorites on the road against the Cardinals, depending on how they play in the first couple games. It's week one, uncertainty. Cardinals had pretty good luck in week one, aside from Kansas City last year. Could they get a W with the uncertain week one? Yeah, of course they can. Will they? Probably not. But this is the, the reason why I say it's a test is because we'll now see then what they look like against a C plus team. If they lose 34 to six. Yeah, it's going to be a long season. Even with all the new offense and new defense and everything. I think the Cardinals are going to play more close games this year than people think. Probably not win a bunch, but play close because that's in coaching. That's in mindset. That's in drive. That's in dedication. That's in things that the Cardinals were very weak at over the last four seasons. For the most part. But can they get a W in Washington? And this isn't like, well, yeah, they played the game. So obviously they could win any given Sunday. No. Can they beat the Washington Commanders on the road in week one? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they lose by 30 or they lose by 20, you know, 30 to 10 or something. Yeah. 
It's going to be, it's really going to show what the defense is as currently constructed. Now this defense could absolutely surprise people. If you have a good pass rush, it's kind of like a skeleton key for the rest of the defense. And you've got Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top with Isaiah Simmons playing in the middle of the field. Like the cornerbacks can be, you know, hidden, I guess, with, with there being a, a talent disparity. The interior defensive line is going to be tough. But if you have a good pass rush, anything's possible. Just got to make the opposing quarterback make mistakes. So while I think it's probably a stretch that the Cardinals will win in week one in Washington, it's a great test to see what they'll play like against a non-playoff team as they start their rebuild. You can check me out on Bleacher Report immediately following the game on the Bleacher Report app. Open it up. Go to the Arizona Cardinals. Turn notifications on if you want to download the app now and then go and you know turn it on and you'll see my big dumb face right after the game giving it giving post-game reaction. Alex Lanty locked on Cardinals. I will talk to you on Monday.